1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible
2: teacher, Tom Cantor. And this nonchalant attitude over Israel, leaving their beautiful relationship with God was the sermon that God wanted to preach to Israel from the life of Ezekiel. It was that I don't care attitude that Israel had when they left the Lord, that God wanted to illustrate through the life of Ezekiel. It was Israel's no tear, no grief, no mourning over losing God that God wanted to show Israel in the life of Ezekiel. So how did God make this sermon? How did God make Ezekiel's life a sermon? to show Israel the awfulness of them walking away with God, the suddenness of them leaving God, the, the nonchalant attitude? Well, first, to show Israel how Israel suddenly lost God, how they suddenly walked away from God, God made Ezekiel's beautiful wife to die suddenly with a stroke. Second, to show Israel how Israel didn't care When they lost God, they showed no grief when they lost God. They didn't mourn. They didn't shed a tear. God commanded Ezekiel, when you lose your wife, you are not to shed one tear. You are not to mourn. You are not to have any grief. And that's how God used Ezekiel in his life as a sermon to Israel. God was Israel's first love. Then Israel walked away from God. Israel was not sad at all over it, just like today. Just like today, people say, oh, God's dead. God's not dead. God hasn't died. What has died is the person's love for God. And instead of a person saying that God is dead, they should say, my love for God is dead. Such a tragedy today when people, without feeling any hurt, they lose God. They go go to university campus. They hear some... uh, In the beginning, there was nothing, and nothing exploded, and we have the perfect universe, so there is no God. Oh, there is no God, okay. You lost God, you lost your faith, in it does not bother you. Not really. This is how God made Ezekiel's life, the sermon, the sermon. So now Hosea takes this woman, Gomer, for his wife, verse 3 and 4, Hosea 1. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibline. She conceives, don't know who the father is, doesn't matter, Bears a son, and the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. God had a specific name that he wanted Hosea's firstborn, that he was to take, that he was to love. Firstborn to be named, and it's the name Jezreel. That's how we say it. In Hebrew, you'd say, Yitzriel. Yitz, Yitzriel. You know what that sounds very close to? Yisrael. Yisrael, Yitzrael, Jezreel, Yisrael, Israel. Very similar. Sounds very similar. God is going to preach another sermon now through the names of the children that Hosea's got there. And the first child is called Jezreel. Jezreel means God will scatter. That's the meaning of the word. God will scatter. Israel is scatter. Y is God. God will scatter. Imagine how this was for Israel, that every time they called that baby, that boy's name, they, they or they heard his name, what they heard was God will scatter. Hey, God will scatter. Can you come over here? Can you clean up this over here, please? God will scatter. That was the message. That was a continual warning that God was giving to Israel. You're going to get judged for sin. Just think how it would be today if you had a a child like that. The name Jezreel, it's a terrible name. It's a terrible name because it's talking about how God's going to scatter, how God's going to make happen the great diaspora that's predicted. Now, all this is very depressing, very sad, except that God says also in Jeremiah 31.10, Jeremiah 31.10, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, Declare in the isles afar off and say, he that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Shepherd does his flock. He's going to gather Israel back. This was told to, to, Jacob told this to Judah, his son on his deathbed, when Jacob said in Genesis 49.10, Genesis 49.10, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh Come. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Gathering, very important for Jewish people. Jewish people scattered everywhere, supposed to be in one place, scattered throughout the whole world, everywhere. Jews everywhere. China, Jews. India, Jews. Probably in Antarctica, Jews, I don't know. But you see the Jewish people now, and they're coming back to Israel. What a thrill to see that. Aliyah, which means come up higher. They're coming up. Israel. They're coming from all the nations. They're coming from the Jezreel. They're coming from the God who's scattered, from the diaspora. They gather in the airports. They gather in the airports of Mexico City recently. They gather in the airports of San Francisco, even during the pandemic. They gather. They assemble together. They sing their songs David, Melach, Israel, Kai, Kai, Vikayom, David, David, live forever. Havinu, Shalom, Alechem. We welcome you. They leave the plane, they kiss the ground of Israel. But what are they gathering to? What are they gathering to? Like in Mexico City. What are they gathering to? So they go there. And something we have in Mexico, we don't have so much here. I don't know, maybe we do, I don't know. But in Ducati, and our company Scandawaii is Ducati, in you know all the places. We have several places in the parking lot where we have a big circle painted and an arrow. That's the gathering point. During a fire, during an earthquake, that's the point where people gather. That's the place where you, you flee to and you figure out if anybody left in the building. People, there's the a fire, people in the building, they run to this gathering point where they can be counted. But our focus in this example is on really three elements. The fire, the people, and the gathering point. The people fleeing the building in an event of a fire are symbolic of the Jewish people. And the fire in the building, and the building fleeing, is is symbolic of the persecutions of the Jewish people, like the Holocaust, extermination of the Jews in Nazi Germany, like the pogroms, killing of the Jews in Russia, the Inquisition, executions of the Jews in Spain, the fatal stabbings now of the Jews in France, the drowning of the Jewish babies in Egypt, the slaughter of the Jews by Roman Titus, the. The elimination of the infidels by the Islamics. Should there be a fire in the building, there's a running out to the gathering point, the parking lot, persecution of the Jews. All the running out in the gathering point today is Israel. But But the Jews, as they gather to this point in Israel, they look at each other and they say, What do we have in common? You're you're an Arab Jew. You're well. You're from Iran, Iraq, and I'm from Paris. You know, or uh, where where are you from? You're from Mexico. You're from Tijuana. Anyway, how are they all linked together? They don't speak the same language. So a lot of them don't even look the same. How? For one thing, they're all persecuted. They're all they're all uh, they, they they say we're all Jewish. We love the land of Israel. The gathering point right now is just a land, but the gathering point is going to change because there's coming a day when the gathering point will not be a land of Israel, but the gathering point will be Shiloh. Genesis 49.10. Genesis 49.10. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And when that happens... Then Jeremiah 31.10 will happen. He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd, does his flock. When it changes from the land of Israel that the Jews fleeing to, to the Lord Jesus, then the words of the Lord Jesus will be fulfilled in John 11.52. John 11.52. He should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Gomer is the wife. She's wasted. There's no indication that Gomer repented of her adulteries. She's wasted and, and symbolic of the Jewish people living in the time of the Lord Jesus. And they had the greatest opportunity. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand right now. And they wasted it. Gomer. Gomer gives birth to a son. Scattered. God will scatter. Diaspora. That's the first child. Jezreel. Then came another baby. In verse 6, verse 6, she conceived again, bare a daughter. God said unto her, him, call her name Lorahama. for I'll no more have mercy on the house of Israel. I'll, I'll utterly take it away. Gomer gives birth to a daughter. Her name's Lorahama Beautiful name because it has the name Ruhamah in it, which means beloved. But it has a really bad part in front of it, Lo, which means no. So it means no, beloved. No mercy. Again, symbolic. Gomer has a third baby. Verse 8 and 9, third baby. Now when she had weaned Lo Ramah, she conceived and bare a son. Then God said, Call his name Loami. For you're not my people, I will not be your God. Bobby nursed uh, Lo Ramah for two to three years. That was kind of normal. She gives birth to another son, Loami. ami means, Ami means people, Ami, my people. Lo-Ami, not my people. So this day, this is the day of Gomer, wasted. This is the day of Jezreel, scattered. This is the day of Lo-Rama, not beloved, not my people. But that's not the end of the Jewish people because in verse eleven, verse 11, then shall the children of Israel and the children of Israel be gathered together, and appoint themselves one head that shall come up out of the land. Great shall be the day. Jezreel. Gomer wasted. Jezreel scattered. Lower hamma no mercy, not beloved. Loami, not my peoples, not the end. Not the end. Why? Because of Romans 11.1. 1. Romans 11.1, 1. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. Romans 9.25, Romans 9.25, As he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved which was not beloved. Thank God that God's mercy burns within him. It burns in him so that he brings back he recovers, as it says in 1 Peter 2.10, 1 Peter 2.10, We were the loamis, 1 Peter 2.10, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We were the loamis, we were the low rahamas. but God, God's mercy burns in him. We're going we're gonna to partake in a moment of the breaking of bread. That is the symbol of God's mercy burning within him. To not leave us in our sins, but to shed every drop of blood in his veins to, to make us have mercy, to make us be the people of God, to make us be beloved. Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming from Israel, for the country of Israel. Israel has put as their number one priority, their defense forces, Israeli Defense Forces, IDF. I remember in 1987 when my family and I went for the first time to Israel, got off the plane, started looking around. My wife said, There's no gardens here. Nothing's green. Where's the green? Why? Because in 1987, it's not true today, but in 1987, the country of Israel poured all of their resources into their army, their air force, their defenses. Today, Israel has a strong military force. They produce weapons. They, to, they supply them to the world. They stand ready to fight. There are many enemies. But there's coming a time when this verse tragically will happen. God will break the power of Israel in the Valley of Jezreel. Verse 5, it should come to pass that day, I will break the bow like the bow in her. I'll break the bow of Israel in the Valley of Jezreel. And then he says in verse 6, he's not going to have mercy anymore. He's going to seize the kingdom of the house of Israel, scatter them, weaken them. But, verse 7, I will have mercy upon the house of Judah, will save them by the Lord their God, not save them by bow, not by sword, nor by battle, nor by horses, nor by horsemen. You know that verse in verse 7 of how God himself is going to save them without a sword, without a bow, without a battle? Can't help but think. Of the event that happened historically and that also predicted prophetically, what's going to happen in the future? When 185,000 bloodthirsty Syrians put the noose around the, the neck of Jerusalem, the city, and it was going to siege, choke it, and 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 Israel was done for, was gone for. They were encamped all around. They were going to slaughter every person. Then came the one night. One night, Israel didn't bend a bow. Israel didn't shoot one arrow. Israel didn't lift one sword. They didn't enter into one battle. They didn't mount one horse. They didn't have one horseman. But in one night, the angel of the Lord went out and killed 185,000 thousand Assyrians, while Israel slept. That's how the Lord saved Israel. Think of that day when the hosts of hell encamped around us, waiting for our death, waiting to sweep us into hell, into an eternity of lost. And that one day when God saved us, we didn't lift one finger to do a good work to merit our salvation. We were like Israel. We were asleep, asleep in our sins. And Christ died on the cross for our sins on that day. Verse 10 The number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, it cannot be measured nor numbered. But there it shall be said, Ye are the sons of the living God. So, this first chapter here in Hosea is like a summary of the history and the future of the Jewish people. And the last verse in this chapter ends with a bright, bright future. Just like Psalm 23. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, Verse 11. Then shall the children of Judah and children of Israel be gathered together. Point them one head. Who's that? Shiloh. Shiloh. Their bright future is the then. Is the den. Is the den. When the scattered becomes gathered, when the low is taken off of Ruhama, mercy, and Ami, my people, when the not my people becomes my people, when the not beloved becomes beloved, when the scattered becomes gathered, infinite grace. Infinite grace. Infinite grace of regrafting in. Romans 11.23, Romans 11.23, They also, if they abide not as still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. God is able to grab them in again. That's the infinite love of the Lord. 1 John 4.10, 1 John 4.10. Hearing his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, to be the sacrifice for our sins. What we are going to celebrate in a moment. Gonna try, we're gonna try. We're not gonna succeed to do Ephesians 3.18 try to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes understanding our love it's only a response to his love that's all it is because it says in 1 John 4:19 1 John 4:19 we love him because he first loved us israel was asleep when the assyrians were killed We were asleep in our sins when God went out on that day and died on the cross for our sins. Romans 5.8, Romans 5.8, God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet asleep in our sins, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. And a great danger we face today is that we forget we were Gomer. We were the wasted lives we forget we were Jezreel. We were scattered in the world. We forget we were low Roma, not beloved. We forget we were low Ami. We were not the people. But thank God that today we are such were some of you people. We are such were some of you people. 1 Corinthians 6. 9 1 Corinthians 6:9 Be not deceived neither fornicators idolaters adulterers effeminate abusers of themselves with mankind thieves covetous drunkards revilers extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God such were some of you but you're washed you're sanctified you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the spirit of our God He didn't save us from just being a sinner he saved us from being a dirty rotten sinner Such were some of you. But now we're washed. Now we're washed by his blood. Now we're sanctified by his blood. Now we're justified. In short, we're saved. We're saved at a great cost. And the greatest danger is to forget. Is to forget. The greatest danger is when we forget the at-that-time part of our lives that at that time period in our lives, from Ephesians 2.11, Ephesians 2.11, wherefore remember that you being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called circumcision by that which is called circumcision of the flesh, made by hands, that at that time you are without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world, but now, that's where we are today, but now, in Christ, you were sometimes afar off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. We were, we're that way. We were at that time. We were, we were without Christ. We were aliens. We were strangers. We had no hope. We were without God in the world. We were Gomer. We were Jezreel. We were Lo-Rahama. We were Loami at that time. But now, it's all changed because of the blood of Christ. And it'll all change for Israel also. Let's pray as we prepare our hearts. Lord, we we remember Gomer, Jezreel, lo Rama, and Lo-Ami. And we remember, Lord, we were there. And we remember now, Lord, that we're not wasted because of the blood of Christ. That we're not not loved because of the blood of Christ. That we're not now scattered because of the blood of Christ. We are people of God because of the blood of Christ. Help us to remember these things as we take communion now and remember the blood of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wonderful day
1: studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org.